0: Da-da-da-da. We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I am Julia Sorensen.
1: I am Ross White. We are searching for a planet on which we can live. And while we do it, we are broadcasting trivia across the galaxy. Spock and engineer Rachel are below decks tinkering. They have done something really amazing this week. The pod now is has been expanded we could fit some more people in here if we ever see another visitor we're in such a remote area of space i can't imagine we'll see anybody else though
0: yeah so rachel We think it looks to be that she expanded the pod physically, but really, I think she just cleared out all of my boxes of honey nut Cheerios. (laughs) Because I really like to have a steady supply of them.
1: You had so many Cheerios. (laughs) Oh, my God. What just happened? You had so many Cheerios here. Uh, We will be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. We will also be playing music at random times (laughs) where it does not belong. So, welcome to Trivia Escape. Nobody
0: knows. (laughs)
1: This week's intro was Honey Just Don't by Stefan Kartenberg featuring Sierra Elizabeth Hoover. Not our permanent escape music, but. Please,
0: no, not that
1: one. You know, maybe a little bit better produced than um, Dr. Spin's trivia escape pod from back in episode um, six.
0: That was a masterpiece. I don't know what you're Are talking you, about. You know,
1: it's weird because every time we get up out of our stasis bed, I hear you, like, as you're sort of floating into consciousness, go, do it, it. Yeah, it's weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I think this song kind of falls into the same theme of like, oh, oh, it's not bad. It's not, oh, it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, So we've had a week in stasis, Julia. And what were you dreaming about while you were in your stasis bed?
0: Well, uh, I was thinking about the time when most recently, my boyfriend has never truly explored the depths of Target. Like, I don't know how he has just never truly been in target but he was like i don't really get target like why do people hype target why do people hype target we went into target to uh pick up a a wedding gift that i had already ordered i already paid for it i just needed to go to the desk and pick it up and we leave with a cart full of snacks and decorations and then as we're exiting he's like i get it now
1: well yeah so basically target did to him what it has done to every other human being Mm -hmm. on the planet which is you walk in and you are immediately seduced Yep, yeah. By we- by choice architecture. All we
0: had to do was pick up some measuring cups and instead we leave with like a pack of Oreos and mochi balls and uh Oktoberfest.
1: When Heidi and I first got married, we on like every Friday night we'd be like hanging around, we'd be like, What do you want to do tonight? Let's go to Target. And we <laughs> went to Target basically every Friday night.
0: It's a good for it's like a good date four thing.
1: years. It's a great date thing until you reach the point at which you are like, wow, we are so deeply embedded in the the target industrial complex that we have bought one of every item we could possibly ever need <laughs> there. So there's basically a mini target in our home.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, now we don't go every Friday night because we have all the things we ever needed.
0: <laughs> but that's why they keep making new things. Um. Anyway, Ross, it looks like we have maybe something on our radar in the distance there.
1: Yeah, it looks like somebody else is floating through space in an escape pod.
0: Here, um, how about I analyze the passenger manifest this time? I'm
1: going to perform the docking maneuver and...
0: Here comes the airlock opening. <laughs>
1: Oh, look at this. If you've seen improv comedy in New York anytime in the last decade, you've probably seen him on a house team. He's now in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, teaching at The Pit. Let's welcome Corey Brown aboard the Escape
0: Pod. Hello. Hello, Corey. How Hello. are you? I'm
1: good. How are you? Thank you for picking me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we found you in our depths of space. Yeah. <laughs> Started. Okay, bye, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he was
1: not, like, still in the airlock when that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you you did jettison my show. <laughs> I did. I'm no, sorry. Oh, no. You know I what? guess
0: now you're just here forever. Uh,
1: we'll ask Engineer Rachel below decks. Uh, we'll ask her through the intercom if she wouldn't mind chasing that down. It's weird because it is shaped like a dinghy, like a lifeboat from, like, the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was on a a a cruise line in. I was on a cruiser cruise line in space, and uh, we hit an asteroid, and uh, we sunk in space. So I had to escape. You sunk in space, so you went underneath space. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're now subterranean space. (laughs) Um, I think you just
0: wrote a sci fi novel.
1: So Corey, you have spent uh, the last decade and change mm-hmm. in the New York improv scene. Correct, twelve years up at the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York City. And during that time, you were on every house team ever known to man. Every one of them. Uh, I played six shows a night. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting. I no doubt. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Wait, you're not being sarcastic. It was actually
1: six shows a night. What do you want? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> it was not six shows a night. Oh. But no. it probably felt like that.
0: Um, fun fact, I'm really gullible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I did sink in space, so that's I mean, fact.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's obviously. Known. Yeah, I'm, no, looking, we, I'm looking at a ship right now. We
1: got that from yeah. your passenger manifest. Uh, but I was probably improv-involved every night of the week uh, for multiple hours, every every day for multiple hours a I day.
0: see. Okay.
1: And so, you know, one thing that I think is always really nice when you when you made a li- a major life change, you've kind of like headed headed back home because this is home for you and yep. you're you're back. This, of course, being the hologram that we're surrounded by of, of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Right. Um, tell tell us the fondest memory, the thing that you're kind of walking back saying, like, I did that. Uh, My fondest memory of Chapel Hill? No, of of New York. Oh, of New York. And then and then of Chapel Hill. Uh, New the York, thing that you did before you left for New York. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the best thing in New York, uh, honestly, was my the first time I got cast on a team at the Upright Citizen Brigade. Uh, it was shocking because it was my first audition, uh, and I had been told it usually takes a couple of years before you get put on a team. It does for um, average it improvisers. It does for average improvisers. But for Corey Brown, one time. It's true. It's because I'm on uh, uh, steroids, <laughs> comedy steroids. Comedy steroids, and, uh, which so, is actually just ketamine. Uh yes, I was doing comedy. Uh and it was I it, it was really funny up there. Um so yeah, just getting to perform with like the best improvisers in the nation was the best feeling every week. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um and Over the course of your run, 12 years, you have performed with all kinds of people. Now, uh, some of those folks have ended up doing interesting things. And in Mm -hmm. fact, I do remember one, like one of my favorite memories of your time in New York was um, when Heidi and I were watching, I think maybe it's even the first episode of Broad City is it episode one it's early uh yes i do appear in the very first yeah and wait you do i just (laughs)
0: watched that where well you missed me (laughs) where were you i just watched but we we were
1: watching and Heidi goes is that Corey brown and of course i was like not not paying attention and i looked up and i was like oh my god yeah yeah what a very pleasant surprise to see Uh, you hanging out in the office yeah i was friends with uh the, the writers of the show. So they asked me to be an extra on the show. And it was just one of those scenes where first episode just zoomed straight into my face. I had no <laughs> lines, but it was like, oh Corey's on T V. Very weird. <laughs> And then the odd thing, which which makes <laughs> makes being on TV weird, is people see you on TV and they think you've made it. And I'm like, I made a hundred dollars to do nothing. <laughs> I don't know if I made it, but um, it still
0: that's felt... making it in my eyes. Yeah.
1: Okay, well I'm better than most people. Yeah, Corey yes. Brown, the face that's worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that that's Benjamin <laughs> Frank, the
0: face only hundred dollars could love. <laughs>
1: yeah, beneath the neck, a dollar fourteen. Yep, yep, with change. <laughs> Uh yeah, so New York was a blast, but I'm honestly so happy to be back. Well, we're so glad to have you back. I mean, obviously, uh, you and I spent a fair amount of time together back Mm -hmm. in the day, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's thrilling just to have you back because I know how important family is to you, and you've got family here in the area, Mm -hmm. and I I think that's part of what brought you back. Yeah. uh, My nephew was being born, and I said it's a good time to check in with the fam and... Go be a part of that. Woot, woot. Nephew's being born. Woot, woot. Yeah. I just had that happen, what, about four weeks ago? Good times. Good times. Corey, it's time for us to do a little bit of trivia. Here are the rules. We got a pen and paper for you. We're going to ask you some questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right. And our AI sort of has a sense of humor because now, in addition to correct answers, it is giving points for incorrect answers as long as they're so ridiculous that they make us giggle. Okay. We'll ask all the questions for a round to give the listeners time to think about their own answers. Then we'll check in with you and see how you did. Great.
0: All right. Uh, Question number one to round one, which is our general trivia round. Uh, Number one. According to the old toy slogan, weebles wobble, but what?
1: That that almost doesn't seem like an English sentence. I don't know what this toy is. Weebles wobble. Am
0: I too young for this? Oh, you are
1: definitely too young because you are a baby. I'm a baboo. He was little. Corey, question number two, let's test your IT knowledge. Okay. This this seems appropriate because I think uh, before you left for New York, actually sort of in the in the early days of your career, I know you did some IT stuff. Mm-hmm. Were you at Verizon? Where were you? I, I did work for Verizon. Yeah. I, I, I remember because uh, this is right around the time I first met you, and I was like, So what do you do? And you were like, oh, I don't do anything. And I was like, what do you mean? And you were like, I automated my whole job and now I just sit. Yeah, I made a program to do my work for me (laughs) and they threatened to fire me because I was too good at my job. (laughs) They were like, you can't use this program anymore because you're making the other employees look bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good management right there. Like, yeah, you're too efficient. We're going to have to get rid of you. you.
0: Cut down the tall grass.
1: So question number two, we're going to test your IT knowledge. It's a... Four-part question, so uh, here's 2A. This word means final, but it also means a device that communicates with a computer. 2B, this Sun Microsystems Computing Language is also a good coffee. 2C, tell us, what does FTP stand for? It's not fuck the police. (laughs) I'm sorry. And 2D, an inkjet printer uses ink, but a laser printer uses what?
0: I I think all I know about IT is the things I watch from learning the IT crowd.
1: So I think Corey said that uh, later tonight he's going to go see IT Part 2. It's true. No, it's IT. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the first IT? Uh, I did. And is IT? Basically about a clown who is in information technology? Uh yeah, it's it's about uh yeah, a clown that's just fixing computers. He's like a help desk yeah, clown. Yeah.
0: But So it's, then that is just the IT crowd.
1: Yeah. But he does it in a scary way. He's like, I'm gonna fix your computer, and you're like, You're not allowed in my house. <laughs> how how did you get in he's (laughs) like too bad i'm putting dirty pictures on here right (laughs) yeah you're gonna get caught with these man (laughs) i fixed your computer but ruined your marriage
0: it was like early 2000s like i'm selling (laughs) limewire i can't believe you
1: just dropped a limewire reference julia (laughs) oh my god i love it
0: all right number three Corey, and there's another multi-parter so this will have part a b and c uh tell me the names of these alliterative treats Uh, 3A, the quintessentially American cookie developed at the Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts. 3B, a a green frozen treat at McDonald's. And 3C, four wafers bound by one continuous piece of chocolate. I want all of that right now. I
1: know. That's the problem with being in space is our food replicators can make almost anything, but it never quite tastes exactly right.
0: No, it it almost feels like cardboard slightly every time.
1: Yeah. Corey, question number four. Which type of monkey has a roar that can be heard from two miles away? And I'm just like, uh, I'm thinking of a monkey singing a Katy Perry song all of a sudden. Uh, every, Every time that you become a monkey... I hear Kate okay, now. I uh, I just fucked up with Jason Derulo.
0: Reference. I don't even know what you're trying I, to go. No, for right
1: it now. wasn't even coherent what I was trying to do. <laughs> just ignore it entirely.
0: Uh, moving on to number five to cover Ross's ass. Um, on a classic Monopoly board. Um, oh, also this is four more parts to it. So five A, B, C, and D. On a classic Monopoly board. Uh, part A. What two words are written in the gray space outside of in jail? 5B, what color is boardwalk? 5C, what luxury item is pictured on the luxury tax square? And lastly, 5D, what typographical symbol occupies much of the chance spaces?
1: I'm really looking forward to after the 2020 election you know hopefully there's a more progressive candidate and we just get rid of monopoly entirely and we just have socialism the board game (laughs) that'll be a lot of fun Corey, question number six in 2012 the year that the mayans correctly predicted that society would end anthony davis the brow led which college basketball team to an ncaa championship
0: not where I thought that question was going with that preamble, you know that the
1: uh the a i did not add the thing about the Mayans that was <laughs> entirely me and and really, if they'd been paying attention, they would have noticed it was twenty sixteen and not twenty twelve when things would just phew, fall right off a cliff <laughs> I mean speaking of which, I have been following Boris Johnson a few weeks ago. he suspended Parliament in the u k Uh, with all of like the weird strongman dictator type people who have come into power, what a weird uh, global. I you know what? Let's just move on. (laughs) Ignore me.
0: Uh, Corey, you ready to go over the answers to round one? Sure, feeling ready. All right. Uh, we could
1: talk about global politics a little bit more if you want. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. I just got done with that. (laughs)
0: Okay, that's a different podcast. Um, number one, according to the old toy slogan. Weebles wobble, but what?
1: They don't fall down.
0: Yes, correct.
1: That's worth 50 points. We're going to test your IT knowledge with question number two. 2A, this word means final, but also a device that communicates with a computer. Uh, End of days. That is, (laughs) no, that is 2016. Uh, The correct answer is terminal. Mm. 2B, this Sun Microsystems computing language is also a good coffee java that is yes. worth 50 points Two C. what does ftp stand for freak the police it is not in fact freak the police uh file transfer protocol all oh, right is what we we're looking for there and 2d an inkjet printer uses ink but a laser printer uses this fancier ink <laughs> <laughs> which i'm not sure if that's correct or not no the ai is telling us that it is not mm. ink of any kind it's toner mm. Mm. Tone Loke's brother. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Who often fudges the yeah. police. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was there.
0: All right, Corey, number three. So I asked for the names of these alliterative treats. Uh, 3A, the quintessentially American cookie developed at the Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts.
1: Cookie, cookie, cookie.
0: Uh, <laughs> it is alliterative, but we're looking for a chocolate chip.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 2B, a green frozen treat at McDonald's, uh the Shamrock Shake.
0: Yes. Um and three B or three C, I mean, uh four wafers bound by one continuous piece of chocolate.
1: Uh all the chocolate. <laughs> Not alliterative. <laughs> huh? The correct the answer there was Kit Kat. Oh, right, right. My cat. <laughs>
0: Is your, your cat, cat is named K-Kat? Kit Kat? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense then. <laughs> Fair enough. Ours you're...
1: is named Spock, and he should be through here anytime.
0: I thought you were saying that your cat is continuously covered in one long strip of chocolate.
1: No, no, I'm not cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Corey. Which type of monkey has a roar that can be heard from two miles away? A King Kong monkey. <laughs> the AI's giving you 25 points All for right. that. Uh, the correct answer is Howler Monkey. Oh, I have heard of them.
0: uh number five on a classic monopoly board uh part a what two words are written in the gray space outside of in jail
1: fuck police (laughs) (laughs) but it's not a neg at them it's telling them what they want to do to them (laughs) so all of the inmates are lustily yeah, looking at just, the police just like, in a game of monopoly, real thirsty for, for law. like nine-year-old.
0: So if you're not in jail, you're looking to fuck the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, not fuck the police, but you're looking to look, like fuck police. Yeah, I'm looking for fuck police. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the correct answer was just visiting. Hmm.
0: <laughs> But you're just, you're just like I like my answer better. But you
1: know, uh, on some boards, people go in and write conjugal, so it's just conjugal visiting. There it is. Fuck police. Fuck police.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two
1: uh, five b. What color is boardwalk? Blue. Blue. That is correct. Yes. Fifty points. Five c. What luxury item is pictured on the luxury tax square? Necklace. It mm. is a diamond ring. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. a really good guess, though. Yeah, could a diamond ring fit around a neck? Depending on the size of the neck, half points. You know, you might find somebody
0: with a really tiny little bird neck. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's my type.
0: That's the police I want to fuck. Oh,
1: God. We don't even have to talk about that. 5D. What typographical symbol occupies much of the chance spaces? Uh, The money sign. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. For it's for question the... mark. Uh, question uh, mark. I
0: totally stole that from you. My apologies. That's
1: all good. I got excited. Well, who doesn't get excited by a question mark? Remember that dude who was covered in question marks and would be like, free money. Oh, the Riddler. <laughs> Well, yeah, but also, no, there was a dude on. Do you remember yeah, those yeah, yeah. commercials? Yeah. That dude looked like the Riddler. Well, he was dressed as the Riddler, yeah. Yeah. He wore a green suit with question marks and on he's it. He's not yeah. on TV anymore. No. I guess Batman finally got him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Justice a, has been it served. Was
1: a, it was a very bad disguise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got that bat shark repellent spray. The bat, bat oh Riddler God. spray.
1: Hashtag bat potato toaster. All <laughs> right. We're bringing that back. Number six, Corey. In 2012, Anthony Davis, the brow, led which college basketball team to an NCAA championship? DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Is their only ring. It's the only time they won. And what program was Anthony Davis enrolled in at the time? Auto <laughs> Of course he was. The correct answer was Kentucky Wildcats, but I think the AI just gave you 25 points for DeBry simply because you had the audacity to assume that they would... To have a college basketball team. He was the team. He was the whole team. It was Anthony Davis versus everyone <laughs> yeah, else, yeah. which is sort of he what all well. Lakers games are going to look yep. like next season. Yep. No, I still love LeBron. He's fine. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's fine.
0: He's isn't isn't LeBron who's trying to copyright the phrase Taco Tuesday? Taco
1: Tuesday. Why would he do such a thing?
0: Because on. I think it was Twitter. He was like, Taco Tuesday. And now all the LeBron fans are like, he invented Taco Tuesday. And so now he's trying to trademark it, which is stupid, because literally everyone else has used that phrase in the past.
1: Yeah, and actually I did a little deep dive on that one because I'm the kind of nerd who's like, what is the origin of the phrase Taco Tuesday? Mm -hmm. And it turns out that there was a trademark application for the phrase Taco Tuesday back in the 1970s. So I just feel like if somebody tried to trademark it in the 70s, it's really hard to be like, oh, no, I, that's all me.
0: Who did try to trademark it in the 70s? It was like a,
1: a taco joint, mm. unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. It was probably Californian. It was probably a dude named Gary. Probably, yeah. Probably Gary's Tacos, Taco Tuesday. Hashtag, that checks. Hashtag Gary's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so let's find out how Corey did after one round. The AI is flashing up a score. Julia, what do we got?
0: After round one, your score is 250 points. Cool.
1: Very nice. That is
0: very good. Am I crushing it? You are crushing it. Am I Wesley
1: crushing it out in space?
0: Uh, Wesley, now we got to find that eject button. He can't stay here.
1: (laughs) You know, it's a. It's deeply unlikely that uh, Will Wheaton is ever going to listen to this podcast. I know, sadly. Uh, And b. Even if he does, he's going to be like, he's just going to shake his head. Yeah, there will be no audio response. It'll just be. The quiet SMH. Just <sighs> yeah, he's gonna feel crushed. Nope, don't stop doing that. You guys, st- I don't know. I've got a lot of data on this. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. Where are we? Deep space night No, <laughs> let it go.
0: Let it go. Let it go.
1: I <laughs> want a hamboard. <hamburger. laughs> you got. You got to pick hard your battles, Corey.
0: <laughs> want to move on to round two, Ross? <laughs> oh
1: please.
0: <laughs> Who let him in here? <laughs> All right, uh, Corey. So the concept to round two is that uh, we're going to be asking you a series of questions, but we're not going to tell you what the theme of the round is. Uh, We're going to ask you what it is based off of all the answers that you provide. The last question will be, what is the theme of this round? Does that make sense? Did I explain that properly? So
1: you are going to ask a series of questions as well. And the final question is what's actually we're just going to ask the final question. You just got to figure yeah, it out wh- okay. what's the got theme, it. got it. Just,
0: just that, what's the theme? Jiggers, <laughs> that is correct. No,
1: okay, so uh, yeah, we've got seven questions, okay. and then question number eight will be uh, what is the theme? So here's question number one The word for this poison secreted by snakes first appears in old English around the year 1220. What word is it? <laughs>
0: You look deep in thought. Yep. <laughs> uh, number two, in Western and Northern European folklore, which mythical character puts people to sleep and brings good dreams? Um, that would be Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me some good dreams. Yes. First,
1: first name Ben. Yeah, good old Northern European Benadryl.
0: <laughs> first name Ben, middle initial A. And what? then, last name, Drill. Drill,
1: yeah. Uh, number three, the Farrelly brothers, who directed Their Something About Mary, released which movie about a bowler with a prosthetic hand in 1996? Corey, used to bowl a little bit. I did. In fact, if I recall, you were pretty darn good for a little while. Uh, four weeks ago, I threw my first 300 congratulations so you've been pretty darn good for about the last 15 years is what you're saying (laughs) yeah it just took me waiting 12 years to bowl again (laughs) so you didn't really bowl while you're in new york no i bowled one time after i got back the second time i bowled after getting back i bowled a perfect game holy cow congratulations did they put your picture on the wall uh no it was just practice so they don't it's not league play are you count. are you gonna hop back in a league? Yeah, uh, it started this past week. Oh, nice, nice, yeah, nice. I'm already carrying a 227 average. What is your team name? Is it a terrible pun? That's what we you know. Because I didn't make it. I joined a team, and it's F Rich, a guy who left the team uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, which is actually exactly what it says outside of the in jail spot on a monopoly right, board. Right, it just says right. F Rich. Rich, yeah, police.
0: Yeah, isn't that just monopoly as a whole?
1: Pretty much. <laughs> no, I think it's get rich as Monopoly as a whole.
0: Ah, yes, fair point. Uh, number four in the family of odd-toed ungulates. How do you pronounce that? Uh, ungulates. Un-
1: sure. However you're saying it sounds ungulate. Sh- sure. Yeah.
0: Um, you'll find zebras, donkeys, tapirs, and this horned mammal native to Africa and Southeast Asia. It's got a longer name, but just give us the first five letters.
1: Odd toed Ungulates? On- Ungulates?
0: Undulates.
1: And, well, it's got creepy toes. We know that for sure. I think sure. each
0: episode can now have like a checkmark of like, does Julia sound uncultured? Check. Yep.
1: I don't know how to say that word. (laughs) Corey, question number five. The Scots believe that this animal's arrival to the home signifies prosperity, but in Western history, it has often been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens or bad luck. And wouldn't you know it, one of them is below deck. What animal is it? Yeah, and it's definitely evil omens and bad luck every time he comes up to visit it's yeah with all like, the shit that goes oh,
0: down in this pod
1: man I think he, he's been
0: eating my Cheerios uh,
1: he's, yeah absolutely
0: <gasps> those are my Cheerios number 6 uh, number 6 run by New York magazine dishes celeb- Oh, run by New York magazine dishes celebrity gossip Can you read the whole question oh my god I was wondering why that didn't make sense this blog, run by New York Magazine, dishes celebrity gossip and entertainment news and is named after a bird. What is it?
1: Oh, that is a creepy, creepy
0: bird. Trying to look at the, the questions through the microphone setup. Sometimes the words get a little blocked.
1: Understood. Corey, question number seven. If you hollow out a pumpkin and cut holes to resemble facial features, what is that called? And of course, we told you early on that question number eight would be, what is the theme of all of the answers in this round? So let's jump right into it. Let's see how Corey did. This was uh, certainly not like any of the other rounds that we have run. I'm liking far.
0: this vibe, though. Yeah. I think this is a fun idea.
1: Corey, question number one. The word for this poison secreted by snakes first appears in Old English Around the word, around the year 1220. What is that word? Venom. That is correct yeah. for 50 points.
0: <laughs> and I think we just lost 50
1: <laughs> 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 Oh god, the AI <laughs> clearly was listening in on that one.
0: Perfect. Um Number two, Corey, in Western and Northern European folklore, which mythical creature puts people to sleep and brings good dreams?
1: Mr. Sandman.
0: Yeah, Sandman.
1: Yeah, number three, the Farrelly brothers, who directed There's Something About Mary, released this movie about a bowler with a prosthetic hand in 1996. What was it called? The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jason Lee died when it turned out that a bowling ball just hit him in the chest. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah, very, very sad. The correct answer was Kingpin. Mm. You did know that. I've watched that movie with you. I've watched it dozens of times and I couldn't remember it.
0: Uh, Number four, in the family of odd-toed ungulates, you'll find zebras, donkeys, tapirs, and this horned mammal native to Africa and Southeast Asia. It has a longer name, but just give us the first five letters. Rhino. Yes.
1: Number five, the Scots believe that this animal's arrival to the home signifies prosperity, but in Western history, it has often been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens or bad luck. What animal is it? Cat. Be more specific, what kind of cat? Black Cat. Black yeah. Cat is correct. I don't see color. Number six. This blog, run by New York Magazine, dishes celebrity gossip and entertainment news and is named after a bird. What is it? TMZ the bird.
0: <laughs> uh, nada. What?
1: Unsurprisingly, that was wrong. Uh, it is Vulture. Uh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number seven, if you hollow out a pumpkin and cut holes to resemble facial features, what is that called?
1: Jacko Green Lantern.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, You had it right. I don't know why you felt the need to change that. (laughs) does that count as right
1: jack-o'-lantern yeah Yeah, there there you go (laughs) and Corey, what is the theme of all of the answers in this round (laughs) superheroes comics oh
0: close you're so close very close
1: you got 25 points for that all of those are spider-man villains at some point specific yeah got it yeah but comic books uh got you right up to the edge so, Julia, after two rounds, what is the AI showing as Corey's score?
0: Corey, you have more than doubled your score, and you are now at five twenty-five for our game tonight. Noise. Noise.
1: Indeed, it is. All right. So, with uh, Corey at five twenty-five, we're going to see how far we can get into the galaxy. When we come back, we've got more trivia escape pod. <laughs>
0: And we are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. Now, guys, if you like the show, you could really help us out by telling a friend uh, to find us and for them and yourself to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or even see us at TriviaEscapePod.com. Uh, we spend quite a bit of time each week writing all the questions that keep you entertained. So let folks know about us. And if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Trivia Escape
1: Pod. If you are playing along on your own, make sure that you keep your score and tweet us after the episode. Let us know how you did and maybe even get a shout out on the podcast itself. Corey. Yes. How you feeling? Man, space is fun. Space is fun. Space is fun. Uh, I noticed that you're doing some pretty rad zero-g flips. Yeah. yeah. We got you moving uh, around in a circle faster mm-hmm. than Natasha Skinsky, the ice skater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my escape pod had too much gravity, so to be gravity list is really I wondered awesome. why your jowls had, like, yep. sunken ah, down well ah. below your yeah. cheeks. That I, is... I watched Dragon Ball Z, and I learned if you practice martial arts in stronger gravity, you become stronger ah. faster. Well, yes. we will not challenge you on that.
0: Hey, Let's I think I see go. Rachel floating in the distance. Like, she's tethered to the paw, but she's trying to f- go and fish out your paw that we ejected accidentally. Yeah, that's
1: nice. Over. It's you know what? I, yeah, because I have strawberries. In and there. she just got hold of one of the oars. Your your dingy life pod has oars. Yeah, yeah. I was rowing through space. Fun fact: the oars did nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about that. to say. They I don't think that would nothing. work.
1: No, it did nothing. Mostly, <laughs> it was just for fun. Exercise. <laughs> My escape pod was just for physical fitness. Except if you have no resistance, then it did nothing to help your arms. Yes, that's true. It's, it's just... true. I got weaker in the process. <laughs> and you also, uh, the last time I saw you, you were like 5'10", 5'11", but you're four foot six because of all that extra gravity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the air is sweeter down here. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Corey, we are going to test your knowledge in round three. Okay. Uh, And it's a movie round. It's a QFC, a quote fact cast round. We will read you a quote from a popular movie. If you can tell us the name of that film on your answer form, you will get 150 points. We will follow that up with a fact about the movie and give you another chance to answer that's worth 100 points and then we will give you three members of the cast and if you can tell us which movie it is at that time then you'll get 50 points now we're going to give you the quote the fact and the cast before we make you answer but go ahead and write something on the sheet so that uh we know that you're you're being truthful you ready to go i i yeah all right here is your first quote from the first film The quote is, Oh, what's really going to bake your noodle later on is, Would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything?
0: And your fact, this movie uses a green tint to let you know where you are.
1: And finally, Corey, three members of the cast of this movie, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, and Joe Pantoliano. and i i saw I saw what you wrote on the paper, and basically you just put a squiggle mm-hmm Yeah. So it seems like you probably feel confident that you've got this one. Here's the quote one more time. Oh, what's really going to bake your noodle later on is, would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything? Corey, what movie is that? It's The Matrix. That is The Matrix. All right. So that is worth 150 points. Uh, Let's move on to our second quote. Julia.
0: Yeah, your second quote. So when a half-breed breaks the rule, I deport their sorry ass straight back to hell. I don't get them all, but I've been hoping to get enough to ensure my uh, retirement.
1: Here's a fact about that movie. Character actor Peter Stormari played Satan in this movie, and many film buffs think he's the best actor ever to play the devil. But Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate gets a lot of votes, too. So see if you can tell us the name of that film.
0: And your three cast members, Rachel Weisz, Shia LaBeouf, and Tilda Swinton.
1: All right, Corey. So here's the quote. Let's tell us what she wrote when we said, so when a half-breed breaks the rules, I deport their sorry ass straight back to hell. I don't get them all, but I've been hoping to get enough to ensure my retirement. What movie is it? That would be Constantine. That is a correct answer. All right. So you're crushing this movie around. Mm-hmm. All right. Here is your third quote. It's going to get a little bit tougher now. Okay. That fucking Barris, you know how he works. He doesn't kill anybody, but he hangs around until the situation arises where they die. Then he just sits there. He sort of sets them up in the first place while he stays out of it. So go ahead and write down which movie you think that is. So a slightly tougher quote. That pen is scribbling.
0: Uh, Your fact for this movie... This sci-fi film was animated using a rotoscope over footage of actors.
1: So it was shot uh, it, was, it was shot like normal film, and then they used the rotoscope over that, mm-hmm. to animate them. Interesting. Corey, the three members of the cast: Robert Downey Jr., Winona Ryder, and Woody Harrelson. Oh my gosh, what movie? is this
0: I saw like 2 minutes of this movie and the animation like weirded me out so much like I love animation I was like I I will feel physically ill if I watch this more
1: Well let's find out if Corey knows your quote was that fucking Barris you know how he works he doesn't kill anybody but he hangs around until the situation arises where they die then he just sits there. He sort of sets them up in the first place while he stays out of it. Corey, do you know what movie this is? At that point, I said 300.
0: Three-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there were a lot of like Athenians and Spartans named Barris.
0: <laughs> I love a rotoscoped 300. Uh, based off of the fact of this sci-fi film was animated using a rotoscope over footage of the actors, what... Answer? Did you come up with for that part?
1: Then I said Avatar. <laughs> not not quite. But there were still Spartans <laughs> this Avatar, <laughs> which that's going to be Avatar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. And the cast included Robert Downey Jr., Winona Ryder, and Woody Harrelson. Corey, did you know what movie it was with that clue? uh Star Wars. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. Star Wars with Robert Downey Jr. would Please. have been amazing. I want that. I wish. The correct answer was A Scanner Darkly. I haven't seen that. Oh my goodness. It's based on a Philip K. Dick story. I actually really loved that movie. The first time I watched it, I totally fell asleep. I was like, I cannot handle this. But when I went back to it, it is a surprisingly well made movie. And I think it's streaming on one of the services right now. So go check that the out. The internet. Yes, that is one of the services. Great. Here's your fourth movie.
0: All right, your quote for number four. The bodies he buried that day laid the foundation of what we are now. Ooh, that's... That's dark.
1: Mm, indeed. And to add to that darkness, here's a fact about that movie. Oh, Corey, you look confident. You look like... Oh, No. <laughs> You both, you just shook your head and nodded your head. Uh, There's ants on this space shuttle. (laughs) Okay. And that would cause you to both shake and and nod your head. Uh, The fact about this movie, the total body count in this film is 119 deaths. But one of the most consequential deaths was that of an animal. So tell us what movie that is for 100 points based on that clue. He's still working on it.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give him a couple more seconds till he can come up with something before the next yeah, well, bit.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and give him three members of the cast. It includes Willem Dafoe, Alfie Allen, and John Leguizamo. Corey, what movie is this? All right, so it's time to find out the uh, the answer on that one. So here's your quote one more time.
0: Your quote was, The bodies he buried that day laid the foundation of what we are now.
1: At this point I said 300. <laughs> that...
0: uh, th- 302,
1: 600? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your fact was the total body count in this film is 119 deaths, but one of the most consequential of those deaths was that of an animal. What movie? Okay, so at this point I just reduced the number to 119 <laughs> <laughs> plus an animal. <laughs> I think maybe the animal is one of the hundred nineteen. I'm not yes. I'm not totally sure. It's a Good movie. Uh, oh yeah, one hundred. It's actually a sequel to three hundred. Mm, it's just really called one Are you good. sure it's not a prequel. There wasn't there a sequel to three hundred? There was. It was it was about the the battle on on the seas.
0: Oh, okay, that was happening was... the same
1: time as the battle of three hundred in uh, the but gorge.
0: Was it called six
1: hundred? No. Was it called three hundred and one?
0: Dalmatians. Mm. <laughs>
1: there we go no do you, actually what was it? Uh, i forget the name i think it was just 300 part two something like that No, oh. i don't know not even like know. another 300 or 300 more no <laughs> all right so your three members of your cast here willem dafoe alfie allen and john leguizamo what movie is this good morning vietnam <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sorry the correct answer was john wick Oh, yeah. Okay. All, all right. right. Now I can remember um, all 119 deaths. <laughs> yes. And, Corey, there was a secret running through this round as well. What is it that ties these four movies together? Uh, action? <laughs> that, that is one of the things, but we're actually looking for a very specific person that ties these four movies together. Oh. Uh, Keanu Reeves Keanu yeah. Reeves is correct and that's worth 100 points Julia what have we got on the AI score monitor
0: uh, after that movie round your score is at 925 wow
1: very nice wow. Well, so we
0: usually call it like a good day a good day where we can get a decent chunk away through the galaxy if you reach a 1,000 points at least.
1: okay, cool. Yeah, but you know what, Corey? We've only got one more question that's going to allow you to get there. It's a 10-part question, and each correct answer gets you 100 points in this top 10 round. So we're just praying that you get one out of 10 correct. Here is your final question for the day. CNBC does a list each year called... America's top states for business, and one of that list's categories is quality of life, which measures factors like violent crime rate, area attractions, healthcare, and environmental quality. Now, you may have thought, oh, they want the 10 states with the highest quality of life, but no... We actually want you to tell us what are the 10 worst states to live in in the United States based on quality of life. So that's violent crime rate, area attractions, health care, and environmental quality. Tell us some terrible, terrible places to live, Corey. We're going to give you a few minutes to come up with the 10 worst states in the U.S. to live
0: While we're waiting on him to answer that, I did look up the 300 sequel and it is just called 300 Rise of an Empire.
1: Oh, so they didn't even do like a a part two.
0: No, doesn't look it. That's vastly disappointing. Okay, so in the original
1: 300, I mean, they sort of win that battle, but don't they end up losing the war? I mean, they're fighting for Sparta. Doesn't Athens end up losing the war despite Sparta winning that battle?
0: I truly don't remember.
1: So it just seems like Sparta w- doesn't win that three hundred battle. Oh, so they that three hundred battle is a stalling tactic. Ah so the armies can prepare uh, got it. for the in- eventual invasion. Understood. But Sparta doesn't end up with an empire Correct. rising. They didn't they didn't want that. They just defended themselves. I see. That's all they did. So I'm wondering whose empire rose in the sequel.
0: Star Wars. Oh. The Star Wars. Empire. Oh my God, that's
1: where the first Order came from. Yes, it's like they killed three hundred dudes, and then they're like, "Sweet, next."
0: <laughs> Tis the predecessor. Yeah,
1: next we're gonna go slay some Jedi, and that's that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, Corey, have we given you? No, he's still he's still. Tinkering a little bit.
0: Yeah, we'll give them some more time.
1: Julia, you're you're wearing a t-shirt for dog-eared books.
0: Yes. What uh, is that? Two of my very good friends own their own bookstore off of Atlantic Avenue in Raleigh. It's called Dog-Eared Books. It is the most charming bookstore you'll ever see um, because, A, they usually have their dogs there. B, they're wonderful people, and C, every book is a dollar.
1: You know what's crazy is I saw Spock coming up through his little cat door in the pot, and as soon as you said they have their dogs there, he just turned right around (laughs) and went back below decks. He is not Um, down for it.
0: They're actually having an event soon. Uh, I I don't think it will have passed at this point, Uh, but they're having a, quote, birthday party for their dogs and it's like a big event for the bookstore, and it's going to be a really good time. And I'm excited to go. And they have they have some fun plans that they're concocting for more uh, business ventures. And I hope everyone can go support them because again, their books are only a dollar, and it's fantastic.
1: Books for only a buck. Uh, Those are some people I hope we will run into in space sometime. Mm -hmm. Corey, CNBC does a list each year called America's Top States for Business, and one of that lists categories is quality of life, which measures factors like violent crime rate, area attractions, health care, and environmental quality. Based on that category, what are the 10 worst states to live in in the U.S.? Each correct answer is going to get you 100 points. What do you got? Michigan. Florida, Illinois, New York, Texas, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, baby, California, and Georgia. All right. So you ran through those super fast, and I don't even know that I had time to find them all on the list. So uh, I only
0: found one when I ran through it. Well,
1: read them one more time for us, Corey. All right not on our list florida not on, amazingly not on right cuz florida is like the fucking worst yeah
0: but i think florida has so many different demographic areas that it's so variable like you can be in like a different country of sorts if you just travel half an hour down florida except
1: everywhere you go in florida you encounter florida man right there was yeah. that meme that was just specific to florida Putting your name at like Florida man, and then you could find an article that was just insane.
0: Oh, yeah. I did one where it's like you type in your birthday and then Florida man. And mine was like, uh, man, Florida man who thinks he's a vampire does something wrong. I don't even remember.
1: (laughs) Craziest place. All right. Apparently not on the list, though. All right. What else you got? Illinois. Illinois, not on the list. New York. No, not on the list, because it has New York City. It's actually kind of great. Yeah, no, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're uh, back here. Texas. Texas, amazingly, is not on the list, because, man, I've been to Texas, and there's very little to recommend it. Tennessee. Tennessee is on the list. That is not a good place to live. Nice. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, not on the list. They have Hershey. That. I mean, pretty much that whole Hershey thing. Mm. It makes the state worth. I've been there, worth living. In. I have actually had such trouble escaping Pennsylvania, but it is huge, mm. and you'll be in it for just mm. hours and hours on end. And you're like, I'm driving, I can't get yeah, out of pointless. Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, North Carolina. No, unfortunately, North Carolina is a wonderful place to live. Yeah, I just wanted thought to throw it to back throw back of the bus. Why did you move back here? California. No, yep. that's that's a, apparently an excellent place to live. Georgia for falls off the world, and Georgia not on the list. Here are the ten worst states to live in. Number one is Arkansas. Number two, Louisiana. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Tennessee. Number five, Indiana. Number six, Missouri. Number seven, Oklahoma. Terrible because it no longer has Harden, Durant, or Westbrook. Oh, well. Number eight, South Carolina. Corey, how could you include a list of terrible states and not include the lesser Carolina? Mm. Uh, Number nine, Mississippi. And number 10, New Mexico.
0: Yeah, I have no evidence for any of these, but I can understand the logic to all of them.
1: Oh, there's plenty of evidence for South Carolina. Uh, so my logic was I pretty much knew all this, um, but just wanted to avoid calling out red states due to fear. <laughs> uh, uh yes. Yeah, so, uh, very nicely done, Corey. You're now not going to be doxxed. Good, 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 good. <laughs> all uh, right.
0: Side note, I looked up my Florida man birthday article. Oh, yeah. Go for Mine it. Mine is, Florida man screaming about vampires allegedly sets fire in his own house. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That checks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Julia, what is the AI telling us that Corey's final score is...
0: Uh, Corey, your final score for tonight is 1,025 points. Great. We have just enough power to be scooting along through the cosmos ah, for another week. Dog.
1: Thank That's, you, Corey. You're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me on your ship. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, so if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at escapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod or you can just let us know what's happening on Earth, which we are nowhere near. If you've got a a great idea for a round, or you've got a piece of trivia that you just can't help but share with us, we'd love to hear from you. So, email us at triviaescapepod at gmail.com. We are always particularly happy to have top 10 questions. So, if you've got an idea for a top 10 round, please let us know.
0: Yeah, so we can stop pulling from like this is my <laughs> Corey,
1: just a few weeks ago, we started a new feature. It's called Ask One Question, and we let our listeners ask a question of our guest, maybe not even knowing who that guest is. And this week's listener clearly was listening to an episode a few weeks back where we had Claire Campbell on and we asked her a lot of questions about angels. And, uh, and, and Julia, uh, Maybe gave away the answer of the question as she was reading the question. So this week's question comes from Abigail Marion Armstrong. You can Hi. find her on Twitter. She's at ghost scissoring.
0: I can't handle that. I kind handle. Of love that. I Wow. <laughs> uh,
1: and so she sends you the following questions uh, or the following question. Corey, one question. How many angels can you fit in your butthole?
0: Specifically, with no prep. Yeah,
1: she made it very clear you, there's no lube, there's no... There's nothing to get you ready. Just how many angels can you shove into your butthole? If we're talking about the full being? I'm gonna let you determine how you want to reason th- – in fact, reason out loud because yes. we would love to hear the thought process behind this one. Okay, so spiritually I think an angel is a beam of light so I can fit an infinite amount of angels in my butt. Uh, if we're talking about bodies that have come down from he- come down from heavens and uh, taken on the form of human beings, uh, max two. <laughs> <laughs> is it – like are there specific two that you're thinking of no no just i'm I'm averaging out humans in my mind and I'm thinking yeah, I could rock two <laughs> <laughs> I could rock two angels yeah. <laughs> all right well abigail we hope you are happy with that answer uh and friends if you want to ask one question of a future guest you can ask it on uh our twitter at trivia escape pod Please. or even
0: let us know how many angels you can fit up your hole. yeah can one of the questions
1: just be what is ghost scissoring <laughs> <laughs> you don't know don't ask that cory <laughs> you might not want to know um Or you might. Who knows? Twitter, do your job. Uh, But yeah, if you're going to ask one question on Twitter, please use the hashtag ask one question. That would certainly help us out. Corey, uh, we know you probably want to get back to your skate pod so you can ponder what exactly Mm -hmm. ghost scissoring is. And before we do, tell us a little bit about what you have got coming up. Uh, So I'm a teacher at the Pitt Improv Theater uh, on Franklin Street, Chapel Hill. Uh, So mostly like I'm there just teaching classes and I love teaching improv. And if that's something you've ever been interested in, please check out the theater. Come see a show. Uh, We have shows every night of the week from Monday through uh, from Wednesday through Saturday. Um, We have both stand up sketch and improv. And we would love to just see you in the audience sometime to see what we got. And if that interests you, uh, I will let you pay me to teach you. Well, that's a damn fine it's deal. A good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be hosting Bull City Presents at the OK All Right Theater in Durham. That's 401 West Gear Street, Suite A. Our October reading is on October 12th, so just a few days from now, and it features Big Fish author Daniel Wallace. You may know Big Fish the book. You may know Big Fish the movie. You may know Big Fish the musical. Uh, Daniel wrote the text that became all of those and he's going to be reading with poets Eric Tran and Alex Trebo. He is going to stick around and perform with Golden Age at 9 p.m. So Bull City Press Presents is a literary reading at seven o'clock. That's free, but you can stick around and pay uh, just a few bucks and see Golden Age at nine with Daniel telling stories and doing all manner of silly things
0: and uh you guys know that I do tarot card readings online uh, through tall sunflower tarot and also through that same page on facebook marketplace uh not not marketplace but the shop function on facebook and through instagram i'm also selling jewelry I hand make bracelets with genuine quality gemstones and pearls and they're really excellent quality if I do say so myself and uh, the prices vary Uh, based on the size but none of them are more than $35 Um, so guys go check it out help support me and they make great gifts and There are so many different gemstones and variations, and I also list out like the meanings of each stone, like Jade bringing prosperity, uh, Jasper bringing uh, courage, and grounding yourself. And uh, yeah, if you just want to go ahead and support me, if there aren't any of your favorite gemstones you see on there, contact me. I promise you I have so many more in stock that I just haven't even started to upload onto the page yet, but I probably have the gemstone you're looking for somewhere in my stock.
1: All right, Corey. Thank you. We have loved having your weird little—I I don't want to say weird little space dingy, but I was—I was about to say that—but uh, your your weird little space lifeboat uh, dock with the pod. We are sorry that we launched it into space, but if you look out the porthole on your left, you will see Engineer Rachel has caught it by the by the oar and dragged it back. and looks like we have got it set up in the airlock for you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for pulling me into your thing. That we have, uh, you know, I've always wanted to pull you into my thing, Corey. So thank you. From the space dinghy. (laughs) Why? So, Corey, uh, we're going to pop you back through the airlock. (laughs) Okay. And, Julia, it looks like we have used about all of our oxygen for the last week. It's back to the stasis beds for us.
0: (laughs) Good night, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening. We hope you had fun. We certainly did. Uh, Thank you all for joining us, and we will catch you next week on Trivia Escape Pod. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) (laughs)